Recorded live. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life Anointed Ministries weekly broadcast, Alive Because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. We give God praise tonight. We give him honor. We give him glory for who he is in our lives. We thank him for another opportunity to come your way because it is not a a mistake that he has sent you by this broadcast tonight because it was ordained for you to be on this broadcast tonight. So we thank God for his divine, in his divine uh, mercies, he saw fit to give us another opportunity to come your way. Thank him for this broadcast, and thank him for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. Tonight, we, uh, well, before we go into the topic, we just want to take you to the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for this broadcast, and we thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. Thank you for your love, your favor, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for your faithfulness because you've been faithful to us even when we were not faithful to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you tonight. We worship you tonight. We bless your name for blessing us tonight. You're worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you for this word you've given us for this time, for this season. In the midst of everything that's going on around us in our world, we know you are still in control. You are still in full control. And for that, we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Tonight we're going to do a little something different um, because every so often we have to come back to the root of our Christian life, our Christian life, and the root of our Christian life is having faith in God because he says without faith it's impossible to please him. So, when we find ourselves going weary and things not going according to how we think they should go, we need to revisit our roots and pick up where we are lacking or where we have left off or where we have got a little sluggish or whatever. So tonight, I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, the first question I'm going to ask is, is your spiritual life boring? Say, well, what kind of a question is that? Yeah, you, we, need to, we need to go back. We need to take inventory of our life and what is going on in our life so we know how to, go, how to proceed. So is your spiritual life boring? boring? That's a question only you can answer. I cannot answer that question for you. Are you excited about what God is doing in your life? 
Do you live in constant contact with him and see the Holy Spirit regularly working in your daily life, in your work, in your relationships? Or is your spiritual life boring? Do you love the Lord, read your Bible, attend church, and serve in our riches without any real passion? Many Christians find themselves in this predicament. This is a predicament. But like I said, only you can answer that question. Only you know how your spiritual life is. Many Christians, they are saved and they're living free from destructive habits. And they love the Lord, but something is still holding them back from all, the, from all that God has for them. Because you were created for a purpose. Everyone, under the sound of my voice, was created for a purpose. God created you for a purpose. Do you know your purpose? Have you sought God about your purpose? Have you consulted him? about your purpose in life, or you're just living, yeah, from day to day, well, whatever I see to do or whatever my hands want to do, I'll do. No. We need, to call, we need to ask God, and he will show us. He will show you. I'm telling you without a shadow of a doubt, God will show you why he created you why you were fashioned in your mother's womb, why he did not let things happen to you when you were young, growing up in, 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 in elementary school, in high school, and, 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 and so on, why he didn't let uh, 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 the devil take you. Probably you were sick. Probably you might have had an accident. Probably you, were, you, you had misfortunes or mishaps in your life. But then he did not let those things take you off track because he has a purpose for you, for your life. You were not just created to go to work, come home, fix dinner, eat, go to, go to sleep, get up in the morning again, go to work, take your children out, uh, 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 go on vacation, come back. You have a purpose. Yes, that is fine. You, you, we, we, we have to do all the rest. But the main thing is we have a purpose for living. God created us for a purpose, to carry out his assignment in the earth. We have an assignment. Some of us have called, are called to be teachers. Some of us are called to be encouragers. Some of us are called to to be givers, to help people. Everyone has an assignment. So we need to find out what our assignment is. So we, we, we just don't, you know, we say, yes, we go to church and we read the Bible, but still we are not experiencing the fullness of life, the fullness of, of, of God's blessings. And but something is holding us back from all that God has for us. It's quite possible that there are some very real things keeping you from living a true, successful Christian life. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1, calls them weights. Probably you're carrying around weights 
and you don't even know what weight you carry. But I've come to tell to, to tonight to tell you. Let's look at three weights. We're going to look at three weights tonight that could be keeping you from experiencing all that God has for you of an abundant life. That's why he said in his word, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. You have you were created for in a for in a to live an abundant life. Yes, I, he didn't say you were created. You will not have problems. You will not have trials. You will not have temptations. Yes, you will. But he says, through it all, he will see you through. Through it all, he will deliver you. He through it all, the enemy will not have the last say because. He says, God says, he has the final say. So look at some of the weights that keep you from living an abundant life. Business. You probably remember the passage in Luke chapter 10. You can write that down, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, where Jesus was visiting friends. And two sisters, Mary and Martha, were there. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, hanging on to every word he said. For her sister Martha was racing around the house, serving everyone, getting more and more frustrated because her sister didn't help her. She was busy working, cleaning, and doing everything else. She was caught in the trap of busyness. Jesus advised her to follow Mary's example. He said, put, a, put the busyness aside. Focus on him, he said. That's what he told her. Focus on him. He said, if your life is so full that you rush through your Bible reading and prayer time, then you will be unable to hear what the Lord is saying or see what he is doing. How? Do you give him prime time to read your Bible every day? Even if it's just one passage. He's not telling you to read the whole Bible every day, but he says, get some word into you. Open that Bible and go to a a, a chapter. Even if you have to go to the book of Psalms, take one Psalm, read that Psalm that day. Meditate on that Psalm that day, digest that Psalm that day. Maybe one one, 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 uh, 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 line of scripture from that Psalm. You can meditate and you can memorize that day so that scripture will be with you throughout that day. The second weight, distraction. Psalm 19 verse 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Refuse to let distractions, relationships, commitments, to-do lists, you got a list of all the things you got to do today. That to-do list, yes, you can do the to-do list. But when you, I tell you the truth, when you read that word and take that, maybe that one line of scripture from that, from that chapter, that day, to, to meditate on, to, to murder, to uh, 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 um, keep saying over and over and over, repeating. Over and over. I tell you, you will find out that that day you will have less distractions. 
that if you did not read that word, that if you did not meditate on that, on that, on that scripture, he wants you to get rid of distractions. Fill your thoughts to the point that you can't focus, that, that you can, sorry, that you can't. He said he doesn't want you to fill your thoughts to the, to, to the fact that you can't focus on him and the Holy Spirit. But he wants you to have some time. Make room. Have some time for him by, that you, by uh, uh, um, meditating on that scripture throughout that day. Even if it's, if it's just the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack any good thing. Because why? You are my shepherd. I have no other shepherd but you. You are my shepherd. So I will not lack anything today, God. And you just say it. You just keep talking to him throughout the course of the day when you're driving. You don't have to find a special place to go in to pray and say the scripture, you know. You can say it while you're driving, while you're sitting in your office, or while you're on your job, whatever you're doing on your job. If you're walking around, you're inspecting, or, or, or you, you, whatever you're doing, you know what you do. You can, you can take that scripture with you that day. He said that will ward off distractions. The third the third week, he says, routine. Oh, I've got to do this thing at this particular time. The Lord promised to reward faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. But there is a different difference between faithfulness and mindless routine. If you find yourself going through the motions, well, let me just read this Bible today. Ah, because pastor say read the Bible. So let me just read this Bible today. Hey, you're just going through the motion. That's what you're doing. You're going through the motion. That's it. That's all you're doing. You're not just you're not reading. You're not meditating. You're not uh, 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 digesting the word. You're just going through the motion. So he said there's a difference between that. Or you're just going to church because it's the right thing to do. Or I would go to church. Me, I got to go to church. Uh, because if, it if I don't go to church, it will look bad. Uh, 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 please, uh, uh, it will not look good on my part. Or you're serving in, in, in the church or wherever. And all that, you're just doing it, you're just going according to the motion. So at some point, you'll become numb. It will not make no difference. It will not make no difference because it's just routine you're doing. Make a quality decision to focus on the word when you're reading it. Ask the Holy Spirit. If you don't understand the word when you're reading it, ask the Holy Spirit to Reveal to you what he's saying in, this, in, in that word, in that scripture that you read. And the Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your counselor. The Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit is your director. He will teach you. He will show you. He will direct you. He will let you know. Be purposeful as you worship the Lord. Your worship and your prayers and your service to God. To, to God. Don't just do it because 
is the right thing to do it. But do it from the bottom of your heart. Serve God from the bottom of your heart. Put your all into it. Put your all into, into your serving. Put your all into your worship. Put all into your prayer time. God, you, 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 you serve him in secret, but he rewards you openly because he sees what you're doing. He sees your heart. Forget about man. Man don't have no hell, no heaven to put you in. God is the one you are serving. And as long as he's pleased with you, care less about man being pleased with you. As long as your God is pleased with you and he's happy with you, it doesn't matter what the world or anybody else thinks about you. If so if you want more of your, out of your spiritual life, if you want a spiritual life that is not boring, but vibrant and fulfilling and, 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 and creative, then you need to get rid of these weights, the business, the distractions, the routine, and anything else that, that is holding you back. God doesn't want you to have a boring spiritual life. He wants you. God is, 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 is a, he, he's a fun God. He's a comical God. God likes us to be pleasant. Who, who wants to be, to, to see, to have a child who will serve them and this child is serving them grumbling, mad all the time, grumbling all the time? You, do you want your, you have a child in your home and you ask your child to serve you, to bring you maybe a, 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 some water or a cup of tea? Do you want that child to bring that water or that tea to you grumbling with their face all frowned up and, and, you know, all kind of attitude and stuff? No. God wants to see us happy. He wants us to be, to, 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 to enjoy serving him, enjoy uh, uh, singing to him, praising him, enjoy it. Because that's what we're created for. We're created, I'm telling you, he, we were created to worship God, to, to, to worship God. He takes pleasure. He takes delight in our worshiping him. God doesn't want you to have a boring spiritual life. He wants you to experience all the wonderful blessings his son died to give you. All the blessings that his son died to give you, he wants you to experience. So you can overcome this weak faith. You said, Pastor Laurenti, I just don't have that kind of faith that changes things. Yes, you do. We were all created with the same measure of faith, that same mustard seed faith. We all have it. Pastor or no pastor, elder or no elder, bishop or no bishop, we were all created with the same measure of faith. That's, and this comment, if you say, I don't have that kind of faith that changes things, it's a comment. Many people have made from time to time. It's, a, it's their excuse for not sending for the needs 
for their needs to be met or their children to be healed or their spouses to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, he, 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 he combated that excuse. He said, you can have faith if you want it. He said, have the faith of God. Matthew chapter 11, verse 22. Have the faith of God, the God kind of faith. Don't wallow in doubt and worry. Instead, he said, just obey him. Just say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my own belief. I take the faith of God, and I have it now, and I thank you for it. Thank him for the measure of the faith that he has given you. Jesus, but don't, but you said, but I don't feel like I have it. <laughs> it's not about feeling. <laughs> when you walk by faith, it's not about how you feel. <laughs> feelings have nothing to do with that because feelings come from your soul, your emotions. Faith comes from your spirit, man. God said he's a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when you worship God, when you communicate with God, it's through the spirit. His spirit, your spirit connects to his spirit, and he communicates to you. He downloads to you his plans for you, his purpose for you, his desires for you. So he said, have faith in God. That's his word to you. And the Bible says, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. You have to constantly hear the word, constantly hear the word, constantly read the word. That's how faith comes. If you're not constantly reading the word or constantly listening to the word, even if it's the Bible on it, you cannot get faith. You cannot walk in faith. You cannot walk in faith if you don't constantly, constantly hear it. So I don't care if you're, you're a preacher or you're a pastor or who, whoever you are. You have to constantly hear that word, constantly read that word. So it will begin to take root in your heart. So when the, when the, the spirit of doubt comes into your heart, and try to overtake you when you have a problem, that faith will rise up and say, no, I know the God that I serve. The God that I serve, he is able to take, fix this problem for me. The God that I serve, he can do anything. He can pay this bill. The God that I serve, he can heal this body. He made this body. He knows how this body functions, and he can heal this body. So doubt, get out of my way. Devil, go sit down somewhere. God, my God is alive. God is alive and well in me. You can tell him that. Because why? Your faith, you're operating in that faith. So you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a bishop to operate in that kind of faith and see things happen around you. See things happen within you, in your life, in your family, in, 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 in your household, on your job. Because why? 
that word is, has been constantly going into your spirit, man, reading it, listening to it. And so faith come by this scripture. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. So if someone overhears and says, what did you say? You answer them, I say, I have faith in God. In spite of what this problem looks like, in spite of what this situation looks like, I have faith in God. And because I have faith in God, I know the God that I serve, he is able to do it, to fix it, to take care of this situation. So when the devil comes to you and says, oh, nah, you don't have anything, you're just faking. All you just say to him is, get yourself, your, get your lying self out of here, Satan. I have faith in God. You understand that? Jesus told me to have faith, and I have faith in God. Put him in his place, and his place is under your feet. The devil belongs under your feet. He don't belong on, on top of on your head. He doesn't belong face-to-face uh, 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 face with you. His place is under your feet because God says you are more than a conqueror. You are a conqueror. It's the truth. The devil will cuddle you up to you. He will follow you. He will call you. Do you give in? No. Stop leaving your Bible on open clothes on the table while you're just talking about what the devil is doing to you. But your Bible is closed. Oh. Just since you brought it, since you brought, you came home from church and you put it down on that table, it's still on that table. But you're talking about the devil doing this, the devil doing that. Instead, open the Bible and put it to work. Recognize it as a bond between you and your God. Read it with awesome realization that God swore in the blood of his firstborn son that he will fulfill every word of it. That's what he said. His word will never return unto him void, he said. That's what God says. The word will not come back. He said, what I said in, 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 in the Bible, he said, the words I have spoken to you, they will never return unto me void. But it will accomplish that which I have been set out to do. Instead, open up that Bible, put it to work. Read it with, with, it, with that realization, with that faith that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that the God that you serve, he is able, fully able to do exceedingly and abundantly all that we can ever ask. Or think according to the power that is at work in us. Receive every promise in it. Not as an old sinner saved by grace, but as a blood-bought seed of Abraham. Because you are a seed of Abraham. We are heirs of Abraham. And because we are heirs of Abraham, what? The, the promise that he made to Abraham goes for us today. And because of that blood bought seed of Abraham, because you're that blood bought seed of Abraham, and John Aaron, you're the, 
of the blessing that you are in Christ. Spend time in the book. Get it in your heart. God's words come out. If you do what you're supposed to do with his word, his word will cut down every situation, every mountain, every mountain that the enemy puts in your way. All you got to do is put the word of God on that mountain. Put the word of God on that devil. Put the word of God on that bill. Put the word of God on that sickness, on that disease. Yes. Talk to him. Like how you would talk to any your friend. Because he's our friend. He's, he will stick closer to us than anybody else. That people will leave us. People will abandon us. <laughs> will walk away from us. But God said he will never leave you, nor forsake you. He's, he's going to be with you to the end. So whatever that situation is that you are being confronted with tonight, God says he has the final say. God says he has the final say. And if he hasn't said it, it's not final. So get up, brush yourself off, get the book, get into the word. Take that word with you. Take that word with you wherever you go. Take that word as your encourager. The Bible says, David encouraged himself in the Lord when David had no one to encourage him. He encouraged himself. Sometimes you will not have an encourager since of God. Sometimes you have nobody to talk to. Sometimes you have nobody to, to, to agree with you, to empathize with you, to sympathize with you. But God, God said his word will be your encourager will give you peace in the midst of the storm. And that's what David did. David encouraged himself in the Lord when everything was against, going against him. And he had nowhere to turn, no way to turn, no one to turn to. He encouraged himself. He began to dance before God. Sometimes you need to dance before God in your house. Where are you in your house? You, your doors are closed. Nobody can see you. You can do. You can. You you can dance before God. Dance before Him, and put the any put the devil under your feet. Because when He see you dancing with with all that all the temptation, the trials, and the tests that He put your way, and He says see you dancing before God, you say, Oh, this person really is serving God. After a while, he will get off your track. I'm telling you because he sees that he can't get your attention because you are more focused on the God that you serve. The God that you serve. And he said, well, let me leave him or let me leave her alone. <laughs> this, 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 this person is sold out. She's sold out to her God. He's sold out to his God. And he will eventually get off your track. I will be continuing this teaching next Thursday because there's a continuation to this message. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight who did not think of Robert to come on this broadcast. Lord, you know 
where they stand with you. You know what they stand in need of. You know their relationship with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift them up. I lift your children up to you tonight. I ask you to meet every need. Whatever that need be, physical, spiritual, financial, whatever that need is, I ask you to meet their need in the life, in the lives of your children. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to draw them closer to you. Draw them closer to you because you say you want to have a relationship. You want a relationship with us. Draw them closer to you. If this situation or this, or this test that they're going through is going to bring them closer to you, Father, we thank you for that relationship. Thank you that they get, they'll get to know who they are and who they are. Because they are children of the most high God. That's who they are in the earth. And what better, what better uh, 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 person to be in the earth than a child of the most high God. So, Father, we give you praise tonight. We give you honor tonight. We give you glory tonight. Thank you for this broadcast. Thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Thank you, God, for your children. Bless in a mighty way. Heal, deliver, set free, make whole. Move in their lives, God. Give them testimonies that you are the you are the one and true living God. And if they put their trust and their confidence in you, they cannot go wrong. So Father, we give you the praise, the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Tune in next Thursday night again for another session of Alive Because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. Thank you for tuning in again. Good night. God loves you, and I love you. Bye-bye.